Hey pretties, welcome back to Pretty Legal Talk, episode three. I first and foremost want to thank you guys so much for all your support and feedback thus far. It's been extremely amazing and I want to tell you to stick with me, don't leave me just yet because you may not like me for a little while after this episode, but that's okay because my goal is not to be liked. My goal is to help you learn, even if it's just a little bit of something to help you through this journey called life. So with that, I'll get right into it. Today's episode is really all about accountability. And that's the ability to take responsibility or ownership for one's actions. But for this episode's sake, um, when I'm using the term accountability, I'm referring to one's ability to take responsibility or ownership for one's self, like their being, who they are as a person. And you know, we always start with the legal tier, so that's the first tier that I'll jump right into. So, y'all notice that this episode is called Fear of Accountability because I truly believe that as a whole, in general, people have a fear of taking accountability. So again, just a little refresher, that's the ability to take responsibility and ownership for one's self. And I also believe that most people are actually in denial that they have this fear. I think that people believe that, like they truly believe that they have an ability to admit when they're wrong or admit when they've been dishonest. And so they equate that to having um, accountability and not being afraid to take accountability. And that's really not the same thing and I'll get into it. So. From a legal standpoint, it's actually obviously an issue in the black community, and it has been for decades. But the voluntary crime that occurs in the black community, and I'm not referring to life of struggle where you had no choice, and I understand that some people's life journey takes them down a path that, you know, it's not ideal. So I'm not referring to the exception or outside of the general speaking circumstance, but in general, People make these decisions. It's an it's an opportunity that to get into a life that is not um, lawful, legal, of an upstanding citizen, and they take it. They make the decision to do that. And right there, that's where I believe a fear of accountability really starts to illustrate itself. And it probably starts out as as a pattern as a child when you're younger, being afraid to take responsibility and be the one in charge, to be the leader, to be the one that makes the final call because you don't ever want that to fall back on you. But so in this circumstance, people are choosing to take a life of crime, sell drugs, rob, whatever they choose, they're choosing that. And that's because they are, they're afraid to take that chance to do things the right way, even though it might take a while, you might struggle for a little bit, And that is because that would mean that their failure, so to speak, or their inability to do things the right way successfully is their fault. They did something wrong. So if you choose the wrong path, you're already kind of saying, if my life goes wrong, that's why. 
it was because I had no choice but to live a life of crime. And we all know what two things come out of living a life of crime. But that's because it's easier than saying I tried, like I did that and it didn't work. So it's kind of my fault. Like I have nobody to blame. I can't point the finger at anybody else but myself. And for a lot of people, that is scary. People would rather do things incorrectly, illegally, the wrong way with other people because that is less accountability. That is them being able to say, well, so-and-so told me to do it. So-and-so is actually the one that messed up and I'm guilty by association. And that leads me to the whole culture in the black community, and it's in all communities, but really in the like crime community that you you're not supposed to snitch like if you're doing this live if you get caught for something you get caught for something that that's just what it is and that's again people's fear of taking accountability for their actions like you can live this life of crime you can live this unlawful life but you want to have this protection that if somebody else happens to get caught before you that you should be exempt from your actions and that's in a in an inability to take responsibility for oneself and one's actions actually but it's this fear it's so much easier to to live this life of crime and commit awful things thinking that if i'm careful and i don't get caught i'm safe it's not going to be on me somebody else will take the fall and it's a cycle we see it generation after generation. It's actually uncommon to see it just start up out of nowhere. And um, when it does, it's usually the peer situation. Like, where are they hanging out? Who are they hanging out with? As You know, in that adolescent stage. And it all kind of goes back to Kevin Trudeau's Your Wish Is Your Command. And if you have not checked that out, I highly suggest that you do. But... He really gets into the five main principles, so I won't I won't get into all of them. I won't spill that or spoil that for you. But one of those um, principles is who do you listen to? And again, if you surround yourself with people who blame absolutely everybody for everything, they'll they'll cheat on a test and you don't want to get in trouble so you tell the teacher that they cheated on you and that's somehow your fault they cannot fathom that it's their fault that they're getting in trouble for what they did moving on older they commit these crimes and yes it may be with another willing participant but they cannot fathom that if that participant gets caught that they should not you know, give them up. Like, they should not have to take responsibility for their actions just because they didn't get caught right away or just because they feel like they didn't do it as badly as the next person may have done it. And that's really just a fear of really taking that full accountability. Like, you know what? I did it. It is my fault. These are the consequences of my actions. And so this is what it is. And I mean, if you're committing a life of crime, I can understand that being scary. But on a general standpoint, that's literally life. You cannot do X, Y, and Z and expect the repercussions to never come. And that's why life does not work well for you. Because you can't say, you know what, 
it's my fault things went wrong. So that means you can't say, you know what, it can be my responsibility to make it better. I have the power to fix this. I actually can live a lawful life, be extremely successful, and not have to compromise my freedom to do so. If you can't do the latter, you're not going to be able to do the other. And it's just really frustrating, to be honest, to be in the legal field. And the first thing people tell you is, oh my God, I'm going to tell you when I commit a crime. I know who I'm going to call when I commit a crime. That is not why I've been working so hard to get people out of trouble that they willingly put themselves into. That, that's not what this is about. I want to educate and help people understand how to live a lawful life and not compromise your success in the process. And that's the first tier is really, really, really obviously on a legal standpoint, I can't tell you how many people are repeat offenders because they have not accepted accountability for their actions. They think that they are, you know, in jail or have to commit crimes or have to do what they do that puts them in the position that they're in because of something or someone else. And that's why the rehabilitation process can never continue for those people. And it's it's frustrating to see, to say the least. And with that, I'm going to transition over to the familial side because it's even more frustrating. And I told you... You may not like me very much after this episode, but I really hope it helps you open up your mind and take a different approach at your thinking because that is really where transformation begins. When you are able to open up your mind and another principle of Kevin Trudeau's Your Wishes, Your Command is teachability. So it's an index, just like many other things, and you can be extremely teachable, always ready to learn you can think you know it all, be extremely stubborn, can't learn anything from anyone, or you can fall somewhere along the lines of that spectrum. And that's where, you know, being teachable comes in. I just hope that you're able to take something from this and keep watching. So on the family side, the fear of accountability really does present itself in many ways, many, many ways. But I'm going to focus on one that I feel like is really taking a chokehold on our community, which is the dynamic, or lack thereof, of the Black family. It's, you know, always been threatened and it's always been under attack, but it's literally dismantling in front of our eyes. And disclaimer, have absolutely nothing against interracial relationships whatsoever. So let's stay focused. Don't let this go over your head. But if you look at most commercials, TV shows, and movies, they are no longer even making an attempt to depict a black family at all. (laughs) Because what they're essentially trying to say is that that's not normal. That's not a part of our community. That's not what you generally see. So they're trying to display what they think is our normal. And that's interracial relationships or relationships that don't include a black individual at all. And that's not real. I'm a part of a black family. I know hundreds of people in black families. It is not, it is not a true fact. It's not a true statement that black families are not normal. They're not in our community just as much, if not more, than any other family dynamic. But why are they portraying us this way? Because we're portraying us this way. 
And this is where that fear of accountability comes in because there are a lot of people who are afraid of taking accountability for their actions that have led them in the position that contribute to the family dynamic or lack thereof in the black community. And when I say that, I, I really do say the broken home dynamic. Like, again, I'm not referring to anything outside of that. So have no issue with interracial relationships, no issue with LGBTQ community relationships. Not at all. That's not what I'm saying here. So let's stay focused. But we have a mindset in the community that there does not need to be a real foundation to create life and create families. It's even becoming a thing where as long as somebody can financially support you, you're okay with having children outside of this foundational situation. And it's even to the point now where it's been going on for so many generations, we don't even have a village anymore in a lot of communities for families because each generation has one or two people caring for that child. So there, there is no resources for a village. Like we're barely making it on our own. How can we expand ourselves any further to help anybody else? And that's really what you're seeing. And so you ask yourself like, well, how are we contributing to that? What are we doing? How, how are we getting there? I'm not referring specifically and solely to just having a baby mama or having a baby daddy or being parents outside of wedlock. Because as we know, those make up the family dynamics. Those can be very successful families. Like those make up what's normal in our community. So that is not only solely specifically what I'm referring to here, but you do have the circumstances where that was solely only the goal was to create this child. There was no plan for a foundation and it repeats itself. So you find yourself with two, three, four, however many children, by however many partners, none of which having a foundation, none of which having a structure, a village, let alone a family. And you hear people say it all the time, that's okay, they don't need a dad, they don't need a mom, because let's not take slack away from the single fathers that do it. So again, let's stay focused. But we're referring to the mindset that puts us in the situation to have kids that we are in no position to give what they deserve. And nobody wants to take accountability for that. And I won't say nobody because that's false. There are people that take accountability for that and those are the people that you see thriving, doing well, and not letting the circumstances of their actions be something that is a negative, like, thing. It's, it's just a part of their life. That's a part of the journey that got them to who they are today. But you have people that won't accept that. They're blaming other people, the other parent, other situations. It's somebody else's fault that they don't have help with their child. It's somebody else's fault that they can't afford the things that they want to do in addition to caring for their child. It's somebody else's fault that they have so many children to take, for, take care of and provide for. When, when you go back to the root of all of that, there needs to be some sort of accountability because it takes two people to willingly have a child or at least, you know, commit the actions that create one. And then it takes one person at least to make the decision to bring that child into this world. So it is really difficult 
working on the family law side and we see people in these bitter dissolution divorce cases or child custody situations where it's really just a a match on who can hurt the other person the, the, the most because the focus never was on the child and or children. So you can't expect it to all of a sudden become the focus now. And you can see it because when you create a child with the intention to be their support system, their everything, you take accountability for your actions that led you here. You're no longer blaming anybody else for their lack of support or their lies or whatever. You know, maybe you thought you were having a foundation. Maybe you truly did think that it was going to be a village. And that's just not how it played out. A part of taking accountability is accepting the fact that that is still your responsibility. And when the thinking begins to reform and shape itself that way, you're able to find gratitude in situations that most people find misery or discomfort or even irritation. You can be grateful that you're in a position to care for your child and or children without the help of other people. And that gratitude, that work that you put out that you know gets you that success and that income manifests itself to continue to multiply over and over and over again. And I know there's people out there that can attest to this. They know what I'm saying because they live this life. But there are people on the other side that are looking at me like, you don't know my situation. You don't know why I'm here, what got me here. And you're absolutely right. I do not. And I'm not here to tell you that I do. But I am here to tell you that once you start taking accountability for the fact that nobody is responsible for you but you, you really stop making excuses you really stop finding reasons why you can't be successful and you start finding reasons why there's no other option actually and that's what i really want to stress for the family dynamic aspect um we find ourselves in a situation where we're like i i don't care what anybody says don't judge me um i don't care if i'm judged great we're not judging you but you have to take accountability that children deserve families and that does not mean toxic families, families that are not, you know, healthy for them. But we also can take accountability for the, the lack thereof that we're responsible for. And that plays a difference in whether or not we continue to make the decisions that got us in this situation in the first place. Or if we do better to be able to provide them better. And that leads me to, you know, our third, final, but not least tier, our spiritual tier. And again, it's, you know... um, very scary to take full responsibility and ownership for your actions and for your life and there is a little bit of denial in that people don't want to like really believe that they are afraid of accountability and i mentioned earlier it's because they think like i can admit when i'm wrong or when i was maybe dishonest so that that means i'm not afraid of being accountable but that's not what we're talking about Accountability here is the ability to take ownership for your life. And we know so many people that put so much faith and responsibility in the hands of other things, other idols, other gods. And it's safer for them. They feel better that when things don't work out, it's not their fault 
they're able to say, well, that just wasn't in God's plans. Or, well, I asked so-and-so and I only did it because so-and-so told me to do it. No. We are afraid of taking accountability for our life. So we're afraid of saying, you know what? I really wanted to do it. So I went for it and it just didn't work out. That traumatizes us to our core. And that fear is a direct reflection of your lack of trust in your ability to create this life for yourself. It's because you don't believe that you can do it. That's why you don't want to accept the fact that you're messing it up. You don't want to accept that because that means you would have to accept the fact that you can fix it, that you can make it better, that you can wake up in the morning and decide, you know what, I don't like the way that I'm living. So let me figure out some things that can change that. Let me do some research. Let me find a book that helps me understand my emotions and why I'm so sad all the time. Let me listen to music because I know every time I listen to music, my mood automatically lightens up and I feel better. It's really a lot of pressure, isn't it? To say, you know what, I actually do have that much power over myself. Because that means you start playing in your head this reel of everything that may have gone wrong in your life, things that you may be embarrassed about, and you're like, that means that was my fault, I have a part in that, I'm kind of responsible for that as well. But don't do that to yourself. You're human, allow yourself some grace to make mistakes and recognize the fact that you're learning. So if you came to this realization today, everything before today is null and void because you didn't know then what you know now. But moving forward, that is completely your responsibility. So if we're living in this fear and we are afraid to take accountability for our life, that transcends directly into the way that our life plays out. We're out here not really trusting the the universe's guide over our life and our ability to put out what we want and get it back. So that's why that's not what's happening. You're telling yourself, I'm probably not going to get this job when I go on this interview. So the interview comes and goes and you don't get the job because that's what you put out into that energy. And then instead of saying, I put that negative thought into into the atmosphere and that's why that energy came back to me, You tell yourself that that was just because I'm black or that's just because it was a pretty stuffy office and I knew I wasn't going to fit in or because I know that other people probably have more experiences than I did. X, Y, Z to remove accountability from yourself again. And it is truly also frustrating because I come from a Christian background and I love my family so much. Hey, y'all. But we do repeat this cycle of prayer and just leaving it in God's hands. And I'm not here to tell you not to pray. That's not what I'm saying. But I feel like there is a next step that you are responsible for. And we're removing that responsibility from ourselves. We're telling ourselves that we don't have a part in it. We just, we're just supposed to pray and sit here. And not all of us, but in general. And then that's why when it doesn't work out, we say, well, it wasn't in the Lord's plan. Well, how would you know if you didn't do anything? You didn't even try. You just, I'm going to pray for this job and then put out one application, maybe two, maybe three. You're not doing the work, so you are literally missing it. And it's staying right here. You're just going up and down the avenue, bending corners, 
directly missing what's for you and you have to put yourself in alignment to receive it and a big part of that is being able to take ownership that of your life and accept the fact that you even have the power to do that so again this fear of accountability is a touchy subject because i know so many of us think that we have this down pack like before you listen to this episode you probably thought you were an accountable person and that you had no issues in this department because I know when I was doing my inner work this was a shock to me because my husband will tell you I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong I will have a hot apology and actions to follow it up ready for you but that doesn't mean that I wasn't a feat like afraid of accountability of my life and and taking that acceptance and once I finally did, all those like responsibilities I was juggling in the air, being a wife, being a mother, being a full-time employee, a full-time student, they instantly just seemed so much more manageable because I stopped putting so much of the pressure and the responsibility on things that were literally figments of my imagination. I'm like making stuff up at this at this point, like, well... It's hard for me to get up on time because I'm not going to bed on time. Like, no, you're staying up all night. That's what it is. It's hard for me to get through my reading because I get so tired. No, because you can read Instagram stories all day, but you don't want to read your, your reading. So, no. Once I started taking accountability for my life, made myself a schedule and held myself accountable to it, you just you can just imagine. And that's just an example, and it may sound so surface level, but I want you to realize that it goes so much deeper. Once you start taking accountability for your emotions and your well-being, you will feel so much better. The weight is lifted off your shoulders, the the stress, the, the worry. Once you really, really trust that if you want it, you can go get it. Like Once you really start believing that, the, the sky is your limit. Once you really, truly believe that if you want happiness, you can have happiness because you are happiness. You can get through anything that you thought might have broken you emotionally. Once you tell yourself that you want something and then you do the work behind it to get it. The sky is not only is it not the limit, but it's just the beginning. So hopefully I didn't scare you off with this episode because I truly, truly have something special coming up for you um, in the next couple of episodes. And in the meantime, check out episode one, episode two, and let me know what you think of all three. And it's been real. I told you it was going to get pretty legal. See you next time. Can you stop this and then figure it out? Oh yeah, I can